Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Thursday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined on this occasion by Mr. Joel Skett. Hello. Hello. Hi. How's it going? How was your Christmas? Uh, quietish. Quietish. Quietish, yeah. Uh, wasn't, wasn't drinking <laughs> and um, still I feel absolutely shattered. Like rolled out of bed uh, and had to get to Tynecastle within like half an hour for my shift yesterday. Yeah, I've, I've just, this has been quite full on for me this last couple of days. So I've not drank that much, but I've still so basically worked on Christmas Eve morning, so seven to three. Went straight from there to Creef Hydro for my girlfriend's family. I had the night there playing games, drinking up early on Christmas morning for breakfast. Uh, didn't really have a chance to get to sleep. Driven back to Edinburgh. Went to my grand's. More drinking, more games, family time. Straight back to my bed, straight to work, up yesterday, Tynecastle, family, drinking, games, bed, work today. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh God, I wait for this day. <laughs> I uh, now I feel less tired because um, mine was uh, nothing like that. But do you want to, do you want to uh, hear some of the, my funny story? Well, some stories from my Christmas dinner, which I documented um, while I was sober and everyone was drinking. Okay, go for it. Well, um, my. Dad was wearing a hat that would have been more suited to a, um, a, a, a stripper who's trying to get in a festive spirit. <laughs> my granny steamed in and wished everyone a happy new year. <laughs> I made my niece cry three times. My dad nearly killed me with a cork. 
Uh, my, my gran, she just, she just got out of the hospital. She had uh, pneumonia, uh, and so it was kind of surprising that she uh, she turned up in the first place. She was getting tucked into the stuffing. <laughs> but thought they were for some reason thought they were Brussels sprouts. Uh, thought, thought the stuffing was Brussels sprouts, and was going on about how good Brussels sprouts are. <laughs> Uh, my dad and I arguing over our political and social differences. Okay. Um, oh, my my, my grand was going on about my, my grand was going on about our two sisters. They both were married three times, but then uh, it it kind of piqued my interest when all I heard was, uh, "But I was the one that married the Catholic." <laughs> <laughs> like what? I think I must have been looking down my phone or something, and it was just one of those where you could just uh, your head goes up, and it's, it's like a velociraptor movement. You're, kind of just, you're just looking at it like, what did you just say? And um, yeah, that was that, that was that was some of the more amusement uh, amusement. There was some um, other stuff, but it's not relevant. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go to mine as well, but I think people want to hear about football, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So Let's go for it. we're not going to we're not going to talk about the games because there's been two rounds of fixtures and I think at one point we usually tend to do a festive period winners and losers. I think the last year or maybe the last couple of years it's kind of the fixtures and the way the time we've had to record has been a little bit easier for doing that. Uh, so I think we we're originally going to do it at this point, but it doesn't really make much sense when we're festive period winners and losers when there's still another game to yeah. come. And a big, big weekend. Run so features. there's going to be a show again next Thursday. So I think those guys will just kind of do an overview, like a winners and losers overview of the, the three games we've had around about the Christmas period, and and that should be fine. So what we're going to do instead is one of our regular features, which I think we usually do a bit earlier in the year, but we've we've left it a bit later this time, which is to take to go through every team in the top flight and to recommend uh, or, ass- or assign or whatever, however you want to put it that they sign a player who's on an expiring contract cool uh, f- before we get on to that can I just apologise to Gary um, and Craig Anderson because I asked them to send through notes on yesterday's games which they did copious notes and I've not, I've not even read them because I don't even use them <laughs> suckers <laughs> I'm glad I wasted your time <laughs> so you apologise and then slag them off yeah they, they, would have, they would have known that the, uh, the apology wasn't heartfelt. Uh, that's true. That's certainly true. Right, so let's get into it. We'll just do alphabetical order as we always do. Yeah. Aberdeen. See, I've done um, I've done a few for... Because uh, I just went through the list and basically picked out the interesting names and assigned them a team. Right, okay. uh, but the one that perhaps is... I'm going to go for Aberdeen is Glenn Kamara from Dundee. Okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. I don't think I've got... I've not got anybody for Kamara. So yeah, that would actually make sense. The reason I probably didn't go for Kamara is that I think they need a... Actually, they could do a Kamara, because Gleeson was supposed to play that kind of Ryan Jack role and he's not been good enough mm-hmm. to do it. So yeah, I suppose they could use a Kamara. That's probably better than mine. I've, I've assigned them a more um, attacking midfielder. Right. Scott Allen by any chance? I had him, but then I ended up giving him to somebody else. Okay, yeah, I, Scott, uh, Scott Allen was one of the players that I did have down for Aberdeen, but Glenn Kamara, yeah, they, um, they, need, they need more depth in certain midfielders. I think they want Ferguson's better pushed up um, or played as a, as an eight with, uh, with kind of license. So I think you could, you could have a midfield, midfield three of Shinny, Ferguson and Kamara, which would uh, be very dynamic. Uh, you need to get the blend right there in terms of kind of who who, who constantly sits. But yeah. there's not Aberdeen don't have a um, a player who's often 
like I said, not had a player like uh, Jack, um, since Jack, who goes and takes the ball off the defence. Glenn Kamara can do that, and he's not. He's, he won't be expected to do too much in the final third because he, he can't really potentially allows you to put Graham Shinney back, also put Graham Shinney back to left back, or not play Dom Ball at all. <laughs> so I think that what what Kamara gives is not only is. Um, Gary mentioned that he's basically just phoned in the command yeah. it's like done with Dundee but we've seen the player there that's um, that there's real quality he was linked to both Celtic and Rangers earlier in the season uh, so you can see you can see what he brings to a team and with the way with the players already at Aberdeen he um He'll give give that uh, the team a bit more depth, a bit more versatility. Also, Graham Shinney's out of contract, so he could potentially um, yeah, he could true. potentially leave. Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to assume that they keep Shinney because uh, although I'm going to give them to another team, but okay. I think when I'm going through each of these teams, I'm assuming they keep the players they want to keep, yeah. and I'm just adding to it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm giving Aberdeen Arnold June. Oh, they need the number ten. We've had a conversation on Twitter while well, I think he's now just as effective coming in from the left yeah. and playing that kind of weird role. Now, Michael Stewart mentioned that on the... I watched the Ladbrokes... The Ladbrokes did a, a kind of derby rival build-up video um, on Facebook and he mentioned that, that him and Naismith and uh, June dovetail quite well playing from with June playing from the left yeah. and, and kind of Naismith can go out there. I still see... As you're about to point out, I still think uh, Jim's best position is central. Well, yeah, yeah, but he doesn't really. He's not really a number ten. Is he really a number eight? He can play number six as well. He's basically Kenny McLean without the kind of yeah. set piece ability. So that's Aberdeen could use a Kenny McLean. That's they could he's definitely use a Kenny McLean. But yeah, again, Jim is a player who, if he doesn't play for a, um, for example, he plays as a number ten. He sometimes have a couple of great games. And then if he's off the boil for two or three, people go, ah, he's a number eight. And then vice versa with six and eight and back around. I think it was the same with McLean. So he'll fit right home. Aberdeen fans will just pick up with the left off. It's perfect. It's a great marriage. And he's he's, he's used to to the the league. Yeah, he's used to the league. Uh, It might be good for him to get away from Hearts (laughs) and all these stupid fans that don't appreciate him. Yeah. Right. Celtic, this is always the hardest. Yeah, this I, this is one I didn't think I had a player for, but uh, Jordan Jones. Oh, that's actually quite good. Didn't think of that. The reason I've gone for Jordan Jones is because he um, he can play from that left. I, again, Scott Sinclair. He's had a bit of a renaissance recently. Again, he scored a hat trick against Aberdeen, but I don't think it was that good. No, it was it was it was in the right uh, right place the uh, right place at the right time. Uh, three times, <laughs> and, <laughs> but in terms of, in terms of that right place at the right times, yes. Yeah. In terms of that ability to get the ball um, and just dribble at opponents, kind of dart in and out. Jordan Jones does exactly that. I've not seen Scott Sinclair do that too much in the last two seasons. Well, uh, the last two campaigns, certainly not the last twelve months. Anyway, so um, I think. And uh, I think Brendan Rodgers could see Jones as a player he can he can improve and get the best out of. Again, if they sign him, uh, they've been good at signing players from Scottish teams and building them up to make uh, with the potential of making a profit. I think. However, sorry, just however, the only thing I would uh, I would say against that is whether that would affect the development of uh, Mikey Johnson. To me, Jones actually makes more sense as a Celtic player than he does a Rangers player, mainly because Celtic they've. 
I mean, Johnson's still to come along. They've still got Morgan. They've got Hayes, kind of thing. But there's with Sinclair not being that great for the last year, there's a kind of gap there for somebody to maybe improve upon what they've already have. And he's more of a flyer. I don't think necessarily Jones is very good, and he he really kind of puts the fear of God into defenders, and he, he's great at running at them and, and making a fool out of them. What he's not so great at, I think, is a final ball. He doesn't have the goal-scoring threat of a Scott Sinclair, and he's not a particularly yeah. brilliant crosser either. Yeah, because um, his goal against winning goal against Motherwell was his first of the season. Yeah, so I don't know whether that flies at a big club, so it'd have to be a bit more of a, of a chance taken on him, and Celtic can afford that chance, whereas Rangers can't really. Yeah. And also, Rangers got loads of wide players that... Can run loads people, of ineffective yeah exactly. that's all they got so I mean I don't really think he's kind of linked there because he was linked there in the past yeah. and they've said that they're in the, the market for an attacking midfielder but I don't think that'd be a particularly good sign for them I'm going to give Celtic Graham Shinney now they can do three things with this it could be a backup to Kieran Tierney right which would be fine would be good at that he's still young enough still got enough legs that he'd do well at left back I'd say they can play him in the centre, if Scott, especially if Scott Brown leaves, uh, because if that happens, while Callum McGregor will come in and play that position and they'll just kind of keep the midfield they've got right now, they still might need somebody with a bit of bite for certain games, and, and Cherry can, can do that. He won't be able to be like Brown and, and be a kind of talismanic figure, but just for certain situations, maybe even throw him on the last 20 minutes of a game, you need to you know, wind up the opposition or whatever. Uh, or number three... They really don't like him, so they can just put him in cold storage and ruin his career. I think the third option <laughs> is most realistic. I can't. I, I can't see. Uh, I get the point of back up to Tierney. I think Hayes is perfectly suited to that now. Uh, is a geary no? Shinny, you've been banging this Johnny Hayes back up to Tierney drum for a while. He's yeah. played it like once. <laughs> played on Saturday. I know that was like the once. <laughs> he's played. He's, he's generally played there a couple of times, and he saw with Aberdeen. I, I, I can't see Graham Shinney as a um, I can't see Brendan Lu- uh, Rogers looking at Graham Shinney and thinking yeah I want him he's my kind of player I just can't see it and I don't I think he's I think he's different to Scott Brown I think he's more up and down than Scott Brown but he does have it's more I mean that kind of bite yeah the, the, the bite yeah the bite factor I just don't I just don't think um, he's a Brendan Rogers type of player no I'd probably agree with that but option number three yeah, that, I mean that would um, that would be a pattern signing, similar to Scott Allen. It's like throwing him in football jail with, with Scott Allen. Keep him I mean, company. football jail, and he's collecting a lot of money at the same time. So, well, yeah. Uh, just with one last thing on Jones, uh, one thing he can do is a backup to James Forrest as well because he can play right. Yeah, that's true, like, and through the centre. Yeah, right, Dundee. Uh, I'm I'm going to go for Andy Considine. I'm not happy with this. So uh, he stopped scoring against Dundee. <laughs> but I don't think the people sign up is why I'm not happy with this. You don't think Celtic would sign Graham Shinney? I don't think there's any way Andy Constantine is leaving Aberdeen for Dundee. I'm trying to be realistic about where players might go. All right, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's unrealistic. I think it's unrealistic. If, if Aberdeen don't want to keep Andy Constantine okay, and, right, and Dundee if, stay in the, okay, in the division enough. if they don't want to keep him okay fair enough and uh, he, I think they will offer him another deal <laughs> he can play left back and uh, centre back as well so it does he fits into what um, Dundee need however more re, um, more realistic Elliot Freer yeah would, another option on the wing he would, and he would replace um, Calvin Miller who would return to Celtic yeah. because he's on loan the I, like stats, that. I like that. This, this, and the stats guys bang on about Freer's um, expected assists build-up ratio XG map. Chain, yeah. 
do foot. He crosses the ball a lot. But then Dundee, we need someone to get on the end of those crosses. Um, well, I've got a perfect player for you. Ryan Hardy. Yes. He started to score in the top flight. Yeah. He looks, he's looking uh, pretty promising these last few weeks. He's out of contract at Rangers. It'd be surprising if, unless he goes on an absolute tear, it'd be surprising if Rangers recalled him and wanted to use him at all next season. And we for, probably forget now, but Dundee are a bigger club than Livingston. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they could probably tempt him with more money. Yeah, I got that. Uh, and when noting down Ryan Hardy, I, next I was like most teams. I think most teams would be happy to have him. And uh, I think Hardy. He's a good. He's, uh, he's he is a good finisher. Again, he probably needs to play um, with a partner. Kenny Miller. No, then he was yeah. forty. Can remember Kenny Miller does have an eighteen-month contract or two-year contract. Two-year contract, yeah. So yeah, he'll be there next season. So forty-year-old Kenny Miller and Ryan Hardy. That, that's not the worst no. partnership. If Miller, if Miller can still do what he does now, and Hardy's more like a penalty box player. Let's get to see that working. I mean, Dundee have had Mendy and Musa play up front, so it's yeah, definitely not the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely much better than that. Hamilton Ackies, as a quick aside, how bad were Hamilton Ackies at Castle? Worst team, worst team I have. Because uh, when I was making, thinking of uh, what I was going to say on the show today, thinking that we were going to be speaking about the games, I was going to concentrate on Hamilton. They were absolutely minging. Worst team I've seen at Castle this season. And, uh, as you worst, po- worst, just worst Premiership team I've seen uh, full stop and as you pointed out in the group chat as well the atmosphere I think wasn't very good but you could just hear Aki's fans like about four of them singing through the game I can't even, can't even yeah. get to fuck <laughs> they, and then just like sporadic shouts as well of just anger directed towards uh, directed towards Cannon to be fair watching Cannon on <laughs> Aki's Bingham getting booed as he came onto the park <laughs> was quite something Especially since Michael Miller and not even touched the ball basically all game. There was one, there was one uh, lady, a uh, Hamilton fan, who was going absolutely tonto at the fact that Miller was getting subbed. Uh, the blonde-haired woman. Yeah, yeah, she had the red, red uh, jacket on. The yeah. Her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be to Cannon, he looked so anguished uh, standing at the side of the pitch because his players couldn't pass the ball. They just couldn't control the ball. They were just they were rubbish. So it was when doing the harsh ratings. I was like, give him, give three players an eight. I'm thinking. I could have got an eight against that one. <laughs> right, so I think they need more than anything else. They need some creativity in midfield. Right. So I'm saying they should sign Stefan Skugel. Because with Hamilton, you have to be realistic as well. There's not many players in this league available mm-hmm. who would want to sign for Hamilton who are actually any good. I think Stephen Skugel, so he's going to be leaving St Johnson. So the chances are he's going to be going down for St Johnson. St Johnson are. You know, what, in terms of the size of clubs in the league, they're about ninth or 10th. So they can now go to 12th <laughs> if he's going down. And I think unlike other players, I think Stephen Segal is actually still pretty good. He, he looked good at the start of last season. Uh, St. Johnson didn't have a great campaign, so I think he was affected by that. And then he suffered an injury. But I don't think he was ever poor at any point. And he's somebody who can kind of bring a bit of the factor that David Templeton showed last season. Kind of similar players in terms of their... Style like both very slight, but a yep. bit of quickness to them in terms of their movement and well, actually, Templeton was never that fast, but just kind of ball quick, control, quick, aye, yeah. quick feet can can dance away from players. Yeah, uh, Skugel was uh, one I had for Hamilton. Okay, but so I'll choose someone else. I will go. I'll stay on brand for Hamilton and go Paul McGowan. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, midfield um, midfield trio of Paul McGowan, Dougie Emery, and Danny McKinnon. <laughs> How angry would that be? 
but he does. He's, he fits uh, McGowan. Kind of fits the um, fits the kind of stereotype for for, for Hamilton. Kind of snarling, but he's, he's got a bit, he's got a bit of um, creativity on the ball. Yeah, uh, sucking because they missed two things for last season they missed, they missed Temple and they missed like that kind of number 10 player and they also missed somebody kind of driving from deeper like Greg Dockery or Lewis mm-hmm. Ferguson so McCann yeah. could, could do that so that would if it's time they've managed to get both these players oh they were both they're definitely both top flight players bottom six oh players, yeah, yeah. yeah right Hearts I found this difficult uh, because I wanted to give Hearts a left back. <laughs> it's always a left back. Oh, Grigio. Yeah. I actually think Grigio's quite good. But for whatever reason, this does like Levine fancies him. He doesn't. He seems to drop him very willingly without him playing too badly and then sometimes drop him for the squad completely. I think both left backs of hearts have got issues defensively. Yeah, they have. But I would say that Grigio's played better less, this season. Yeah, less, than less of two evils, yeah. But like, Mitchell's have definitely had a longer leash. Yeah, oh, definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, again, Grigio looked fantastic against Hamlet. Hamlet. Yes. Um, so, I wanted to give him a left back, but there wasn't really anybody in the league I thought would be an improvement. So Not Lee Wallace? No, I, I'm not convinced Lee Wallace has got it anymore. No? Nah. He's not played in like, over a year, well he's played it only a couple of times in over it's a, a year. It's a strange situation. He's, he's in his 30s now. Yeah. He's an attacking, he's supposed to be an attacking fullback. Wallace strikes me as someone who will have that drive still for another few years. Like he looks like um, he, 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 I think he just like a, he looks like a natural fit because it was a uh, co- athlete. I've, I've given Wallace to somebody, but somebody further down the league, somebody who would be more willing to take a chance. I could just see him. I, I just don't think he would be an upgrade on Mitchell or Garuccio at this point. Mm, I disagree. I, I don't think he's got enough legs. I, I'm not sure he's got the legs, and he's never been a great defensive fullback. So I think the. Um, the, the last year's been a very, very strange uh, situation uh, with, with Wallace, but un- until the point, he was still one of Rangers' most consistent players. So have you gone for Wallace? Well, Wallace was one of the names, so I was just just started... Uh, but there was... Uh, who will I go for? So I just went for a player, like, he doesn't actually... He's not, he doesn't fill a need for Hearts, but he's just a player who might go to them and is a decent player. Chris Cadden. He was, well, he was one of them, so my list, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Hearts necessarily need Chris Cadden. He's just he's been linked he's linked been linked uh, two or three times with a move and even there's been talk that he's uh, going to be signed on a pre-contract. But you can imagine Cadden playing at right back, playing at right midfield, playing centre midfield. Yeah, being being like a, a new Callum Patterson, just running through people. No, the, the issue with that is for Cadden's um, development, he needs to go to uh, somewhere who are just going to like this is your position. Yeah. This is your position from now on, and we're going to play in this position. Well, Levine does do that. I think um, I'm not sure how much he had the say in Suter's development, but when when Nielsen was a boss and they brought him in, but the Hearts were very insistent that Suter was going to be a, a centre defender yeah, yeah. as opposed to getting moved about as he has been at Dundee United. And I think he was previously quite committed to Mitchell at left back. <laughs> not that that's worked out. And I think Levine and he, he said the same about Whiten. I think he said that. I think he, I think he views Whiten as a forward, as a forward yeah. and, and wants to train him up there rather than play him out on the left and maybe get better out of him at the present. But long term, it maybe doesn't do much for his career. One thing I'll say about Cadden is obviously Levine likes to play a kind of four four two with a narrow player on one of the uh, the wings. He could be that player on the right, uh, but mean needing a winger on the left, and that's where GMS comes into. Oh, <laughs> Comes in a play. I don't. Well, Paracon, um, 
club accounts. I don't think Hearts should be able to sign GMS from Aberdeen because apparently Aberdeen offered more money. Don't know how. So I mean, I, again, he's out of contract, so it very much depends. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Aberdeen. I'm going to offer him a new contract, yeah. and if that means a pay rise, then uh, the Hearts are not going to yeah. be matching that. However, we've we've said it before. Hearts are in need of wide players. Uh, Callum Morrison is the only consistent player in that case, and he's, he's still 19. Right. The other two are Jake Maroney and, and Danny Manquas. So there, there's basically there's Manquas no, disappeared off the face <laughs> of the earth again. again. There's there's no left winger at Hearts, and I mean GMS is one of the best in the league. Yeah. So it'd be it'd be quite the coup. The only other player, the other player I'd uh, noted down as Craig is Craig Halkett for Hearts as a potential um, again. Potential backup. Why do you want him to get injured as well? Yeah, that's true. But he he, he he's very reminiscent of Christoph Berra. So he could be a replacement for Berra looking forward, or just simply a, a good option. And okay, Hibs. Now you can tell me. I've got two options. This is the only one I've got two options. It's because the first one I'm not sure how realistic it would be. Right. So you can tell me if this is realistic or un- unrealistic, and then I'll give you option B if it's unrealistic. So Hibs, Jordan Jones. Unrealistic. Okay. And I've got David Turnbull. Oh. Mother youngster, very promising, good midfielder, good ball playing midfielder. Yep. I just fucking love them. Yep. <laughs> Go on and on about how they're the breeding ground for them. Yeah, that would uh, be a good signing. He's, yeah. a good, he's already a good player even at this young age. He showed that in that kind of brief spot he had when he first came into the Motherwell team, scored I think three goals and was a huge reason for them kind of lifting themselves outside of the, the three Horrendous teams at the bottom of the league. Uh, Motherwell are now kind of in a, a wee position on their own, aren't they? There's yeah. Like eight teams that are. There's, there's Celtic, there's seven teams that are decent, there's three teams that are terrible, and there's Motherwell. Basically, Motherwell are in the fuck all to play for section. Yeah. Almost already. Yeah. Uh, they could slip back into really bad, so I suppose they've still got more, but yeah. Right now they've got a wee bit of a cushion, and that was basically him really kind of injecting something into this team. Hibs haven't. It's maybe not what they need right now because they could maybe use like uh, the being linked with Glenn Kamara before. So maybe somebody like him, somebody who could come in and improve things right away. But he's still, I think, even at this young age, he'll have poor performances. He, he would be somebody who, who would add a bit more balance to the midfield. I think he can operate as kind of. I think he could play as a number 10, but I think he's a number 8 with creative qualities. And that's a player they can maybe do a little bit more of. They've got Malin kind of for that, but. I don't know, it's weird. The jury's still out in Malin despite yeah. all of his goal scoring and he's has, I think he's had a lot of assists as well, but he just doesn't do quite enough in the um from open play, kind of getting involved and, and getting his foot on the ball and just making it you know, he he can't really take a game by the scruff of the neck. I think Turnbull someday, even at this young age, looks like he's a player who can who will grow into being that. Yeah, the I, I didn't, even, didn't even consider him because the obvious one is Scott Allen for that kind of creative yep. uh, creative presence. Uh, so we won't go for it. So Again, it's because I've given Scott Allen to somebody else. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, if you've already given someone to someone else, that rules out. Okay. So I also had GMS for, right. uh, as a potential for Hibs. Who else? I had Cami um, Kerr. I considered Cami Kerr. I considered him. A, f- a long term right back because yep. Whitaker. Is Stephen Whitaker and yeah. David Gray is still good but injured quite yeah. a lot. And even considered Joe Shaughnessy just because uh, Hibs were. Dan McGregor is. 
Time's catching up on him. Yeah. He's, he's had two very serious injuries in his in his career, and Effie Ambrose is unlikely to be there next season. You think he'll leave? Yeah, I mean, there's talk in the talk in the summer that he was very close to leaving for Turkey. I think he realises he's, he's he's potentially got one big contract left in him, one big, well, bigger yeah. contract than Hibs can Hibs, Hibs can offer. So I can see him leaving. I wanted to give Effie to somebody, but there wasn't really anybody to give him to, because like, he's not going to go back to Celtic. Uh, Rangers obviously wouldn't sign no, him. No, it's any any move. Aberdeen have good centre halves, Hearts have good yeah. centre halves, and nobody else would be able to sign him. Yeah. So. Any 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 move, any real any move that I can see could see him make him would just be downwards because yeah. I just can't see him going to Celtic Rangers, right, Hearts, Aberdeen. As you said, uh, I'm just going. I'm going to stick with um, Chris Cadden for Hibs. Okay, it's uh, something I've mentioned before that I think he could be. He could potentially replace. A, he's, he's not got the. He's not got the. The ceiling to reach a John McGinn, but he has the ability to go in there and replace McGinn's ability to take the play from A to B. Uh, if played centrally, perhaps. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Right, uh, on to the second half. Kilmarnock. This was tricky. This was tricky. Who have you gone for? Because I've I... gone for Tony Watt. Ah, yes. Uh, I Tony Watt was uh, one of two I went for, so I'll go for another one. Okay, so what? I think this one's pretty simple. Boyd's coming to the end of his career. I think it's, it's fair to say um, he just would be a nice, another nice piece in that kind of forward line. They've got him, Brophy. Uh, it's kind of the leading. He's the he's the the tip of the attack. Uh, works himself into the ground. Uh, always Harry's defenders are real nuisance. Can score goals. Greg Stewart provides the quality from deep. What would kind of be an amalgamation of the two? He doesn't score a lot of goals, but he uh, does bring moments of quality. And he has turned himself into a very hard-working striker who can lead the line. Um, I think if you plug in Watt for either Stewart or um, Brophy and ask him, like, ask him to be Stewart for a day, be the guy who does a bit of magic, ask him to be Brophy for the day, the guy who chases after everything, and I think he can do both jobs. So I think he'd be a perfect number three striker by day two. Yeah, and I, plus Steve Clark effect, he'd, just, he'd become a Scotland player. But my, my thinking was that Watt would be a replacement for Greg Stewart. And the fact that I could see yeah, the the Clark factor of him going in and rediscovering his goal scoring touch the way Stewart has compared to when he was at Aberdeen. That's an interesting one actually because because um, thank you to Nery's toe poker for his list because I that was that's, so helpful. That's what you used as yeah. well. But obviously that doesn't include players who are at a contract who are at clubs but tied to another club. Yeah. So Greg Stewart would be one of them. So I wonder where we would put him. I've. I I needed uh, I need a player for one team in the league that we've not talked about yet, so I might just choose. <laughs> okay, <that>. right, fair <laughs> enough. I I've gone for David Wotherspoon. I don't love it. Good enough to say. No, it's again, it's 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 really hard to um, it's really hard to to pick a player for Kilmarnock. Other than Tony Watt, Tony Watt was one was kind of my, my main one. Wotherspoon is, I think, he'd be a good. Clark likes to play and play this four four two four four three. Uh, mainly, it's four four two, but it can sometimes look like four uh, four uh, four three three with uh, with Jones on the left and someone narrow on the right. Whether it's uh, Rodney McKenzie or Chris Burke, I think David Wotherspoon can give that. He can play. He gives them another option centrally. He's a good player, te- uh, technically good. He might not. He might not be as busy as uh, he's, he's slightly different to McKenzie and Burke. He's like he's not as kind of. It doesn't buzz about. 
uh, quite so much, not as dynamic, but I think he's a d- decent enough player to be add to. Well, I'd, I'd, I think I had three for Kelly. I'd also had Turnbull for Kelly consideration as well, and I had another player. And again, this might be unrealistic, but I reckon if his form from the first half of the year continues to the end of the year, I think it's very realistic that Kamara can pick him up for nothing. Glenn Kamara. Yeah. yeah I mean, they signed Yosem Malumbu, so anything's possible. <laughs> Although I wonder if they need compensation to sign Kamara because he's still quite young. So I think I don't know how that works. I don't know if you can Not just sure. sign somebody and then demand compensation. Uh, is he what, what's the age cut? I think it's twenty three. I think he's younger than that. I'm pretty sure he was twenty one when he signed. For some reason, I thought he was twenty four, but yeah, that, that sounds about right. Uh, one other player I did consider was Declan Gallagher, simply because he it's more of a squad player. He can cover right back. And uh, he's got a centre back as well. And he'd be brilliant for the company softball team. There you go. <laughs> Livingston. I have. Oh, yeah. I know I've got for Livingston. Connor Salmon. <laughs> I thought my player was a bit meh for Livingston. Yeah. You've just, you just got in trouble me. If you look at the way Livingston play when they knock up to Menga. They, he's, he's never really having to win a lot of headers. He competes. He competes rather than, rather than having to fl- uh, flick on. So a lot of it's bringing others into play, or alternatively, the, uh, the ball that Levy prefer is behind defence for Menga to run onto or someone to run onto and stretch. Salmon's good at that. Not the ball in behind thing. The ball yeah. in behind and stretching teams, and even just kind of just hold uh, like holding up and and. Um, with his like hulking frame and bring it into bring it into play, so that's it's, it's a player I could see. see I don't want to say this lightly though. You shit. He is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> There's that too. <laughs> but again, Livingston have made they've just uh, the I always want to say John Inverdale, David Martindale effect. Yeah, the boys, the, the boys are genius. The boys, the genius, that no one knows about. I had a podcast recently who had something that John Inverdale. That was me. Oh, I, <laughs> was like, I think that's an insult to David Martindale. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, so I've gone for so I think uh, I think they need a bit of variation at uh, wing back on the left. I'm not entirely sold by Nicky Cadden and I Ricky Lamy plays it there and has, has played fairly well, but he's more of a defensive option. So I think they could do with an attacking option at full back. Oh, sorry, wing back. So Scott Tanza. Would he leave St Johnson to go to Livingston? Not entirely sure. I don't know how. And Amber St. Johnson fans are Scott Tanza. That is, that is a very meh shout. Yeah, this was a hard one. <laughs> uh, Tanza. I, I, I think St. Johnson fans is, uh, are fond of him, but when I watch him, th- I think he's a weak link. I mean, be a decent side, decent enough signing for. Love you. Uh, what about Brian Easton, maybe? Like, somebody takes yeah. a chance at him and says, I, like, I had you, him going back to Hamilton. That's maybe not a bad shout, yeah. Mm. But he's, yeah, he's certainly that player. I think he he's 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 a player that you look at where it's, it's one of those where base, uh, baseball scouts would look at and just see a player who's um, that doesn't doesn't look the most athletic and just before they've even watched him, uh, be writing him off. I don't like think Jonah Hill would sign him. Yes, and, I don't, <laughs> and uh, help him lose weight as uh, Jonah Hill has. The, um, <laughs> But I don't think the injury would have helped um, his kind of physique. No. The one thing about Levy is, I think the more than a left wing back, they need a right wing back. Is that not Lawless? 
Yeah, he can play both, can he? Yeah, still, it just it just seems really weird. Lawless plays a well, right wing back. Let me. Trying to. I think that's like I, th- I think I made this point when Thistle played him there last season. I, I think wing back is his best position because I don't think yeah, he, he necessarily has great attacking qualities for like a winger, hmm. but he has a good engine. So then you take that kind of diminished attacking skill, which isn't so bad because you're playing further back a lot of the time, and you're then covering more of the ground. And that heightens what you're good at, and that's what I think his actual position is. I mean, he might not be a great defender, so that's that's that yeah. side of it. But <laughs> it's just weird for having a, a left foot left footer playing as a right wing back who's played most of his careers as like a number ten <laughs> or an inverted winger. Um, what? Oh yeah, I was going to say Livingston probably the hardest team to choose because if you want to keep it realistic, you have to say that Livingston can't really afford to sign any good players from other teams because mm-hmm. they're the smallest. Probably the smallest club in the league. Probably smaller than Hamilton. Between them and Hamilton. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they have the smallest budget. Yeah. So, you can't really say, like, pick a good player. And it's hard to pick somebody who you can say, oh, I could take a flyer on him. Because their team's so strong. Yeah. <laughs> They're overachieving so much. There's not really many gaps in the team. So, yeah, they were a bit of a nightmare. Moving on. Motherwell. You go first, because I'm, I'm undecided. Right, well, I'm... Um, We've discussed this. You are. Uh, you believe he's still got a lot to offer at the the highest level in this country. I was sceptical, so I'm giving Mullow Lee Wallace. Okay, oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say Gary Woods. I thought like, Gary Woods on him as well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just kind of what I said. They need a wing back. Um, yep. And that's the kind of team. I don't think. I, I heard earlier this season as well that Hearts weren't fussed about taking. Wallace in exchange for Lafferty right there wasn't really any interest there uh, so if Hearts are like hmm then I can't see anybody else in the top half sign them it'd have to be a team lower down I don't think Lee Wallace at this stage of his career having kind of not wanted to do it before would leave for England I think he's very happy staying oh yeah he'd stay in Scotland in Scotland especially in Edinburgh uh, so it would have to be in our Scottish club and Motherwell Styles, 3-5-2 could play as a wing back I don't think they'd be able to afford him but who would be able to afford them? He's at the end of his deal, he has to sign somewhere. He's not going to sign for nothing. Aberdeen? Could go left back. Again, I don't think... I, I know, I still want him, I don't think Aberdeen will. If it falls into... I, I still think he has a lot to offer. You don't. So yeah, uh, by well, just just touching on what you said about Hearts not... Hearts kind of passing up on Wallace, not interested when uh, the whole Lafferty deal came about. I got told... <laughs> I got told that Motherwell passed up on uh, Uchi. They got offered him and looked at him and like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who told me that, Alfair. We'd much rather have Connor Salmon. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Motherwell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I've, I've went for a few. It's quite shocking that they then deliberately broke his foot as retaliation. I know, it's absolutely embarrassing. Disgraceful. <laughs> Still laughing at Rob- Robinson coming out and just uh, going, going mental at uh, Uchi for that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I'm laughing. We've just been it, it cost us the league title. Yeah, exactly. Quite, I, I've noted down quite a few for Mallow. So yeah, one of the the big, the big thing was um, wing back or left back, I should say. So uh, I noted down Brian Easton and Scott Tanzer. So, right. so I was going to give uh, Mallow Scott Tanzer, Keegan Jacobs and Marvin Bartley as well. Just that kind of Jacobs would be good. Physicality mid- Bartley yeah, I'm not entirely certain He's got enough Left in his legs He can really do it For certain games He was very good In the Derby At Tynecastle 
but I, I just don't think there's enough left in the tank there for him to do it every week. I think he's 33 now, 32, yeah. 33. Just that, that unfortunately. Athleticism is a big part of his game as well to, for him to get around kind of that area of the park. Dicamona as well, it's just a bit yeah. potential. Gary Woods because he's not, not sure about um, Trevor Carson's. Yeah. Although Gillespie's Gillespie's looks uh, pretty good since he's come in, and you're thinking they need a rubbish backup. <laughs> they need a quality goalkeeper on on the cheap. He did make a really good save. Was it from Sean Clare? It was from Ollie Lee. Was that the the, the one that was rising in the second half? And he tipped ah, over the bar. Tipped over the bar, yeah. Lee. So we got a lot of slagging for Lee, but um, he had two shots from distance that were pretty good. What was this, what was the other one? It was like the first minute. It was right at Woods, but he hit with a lot of power. Oh, okay. A few inches either side, and it might, might have been troublesome. <laughs> anyway, the, the one player I'm going to go for Motherwell is Rory Deacon. It's very meh, but... That's <laughs> the fucking half. <laughs> the way Deacon is, I think, underrated in terms of what he's, what he's given Dundee. They've missed him since he's since he's been out. He's he provides he provides width, uh, a bit of chaos factor. Uh, he's he's quite inconsistent though. Motherwell don't really quite. have quite. <laughs> Motherwell, if they play with a, a back four, they don't have great width. And they do need no. wide players. Yeah, that's true. Right, Rangers. So this is the team I didn't have anyone for until you mentioned um, Greg Stewart. So I'm going to cheat and go Greg Stewart. Okay. That's a perfect answer for this. It fits in so many ways. Scott Allen. Scott motherfucking <laughs> Allen. Bring him home. I would. Uh, all that, is forgiven. That would be amusing. In all seriousness, Rangers could use Scott Allen. Oh yeah. Um, it's so weird the way he's like are treating him because he is a better player than somebody who just never gets any game time at all. It's, uh, it's just especially the way that he was. Him and Chrissy were both involved at the start of the season. Allen didn't play a minute, but he was on the bench for a couple of games in Europe. Same with Christie, but Christie was getting a few minutes here and there. It's a strange one. It's a strange one. You, you consider that Allen could potentially have had more quality than Christie. However, you do look at mentioned to this. You mentioned this to you earlier on. You look at his career in terms of top flight games. He's not played many top flight games. No. And when he has, it's, it's maybe been half a season of of being really good. Yeah. However, I can picture. I can picture already the Scott Allen drifting in and doing a reverse pass for Alfredo Morelos oh, yeah, to and then just blast blast in uh, in front of the Copeland stand or something and then Rangers hands going metal even uh, Lafferty I think would benefit from playing you think? Allen behind him yeah because Lafferty is not really Lafferty kind of likes to run onto balls as yeah well. especially if they're on the right hand side and he's, yeah. he's drilling across the keeper I can see. I, I mean, it's, it fits perfectly. It's not happening. No. The seeth as well. Imagine the seeth from everybody. Hibs <laughs> fans would hate him again. Hibs <laughs> uh, fans would dislike him again. Because I mean, he, he did that interview where he basically yeah. listed all the teams that don't like him. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> he said, uh, Rangers fans don't like me because I signed for Celtic. Celtic fans don't like me because I'm a Rangers fan. Hibs uh, <laughs> fans don't like me because I play for Hibs. Shambles. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like I'm sure he mentioned the Hibs fans. Um, his fans don't like me because I left. They left. And uh, Dundee United fans don't like me because right. of the way I left. Dundee fans don't like me because I play for Dundee, <laughs> Dundee United. <laughs> Brilliant. Aye, I don't know. Did he mention Celtic at the time? I might have made that one up. No, I think, so. yeah, I think, so. yeah, I think Celtic was included. Uh, yeah, Greg Stewart, I think he would, similar to Alan, he would offer that. Not only would he offer the kind of conduit between midfield and attack, it gives them a different option as just playing being the lead striker or uh, playing out wide. 
Yeah. Right, St. Johnston. You go, I need to... I've got a very meh one, but uh, I think it's... I think it fits St. Johnston. I think I need width, uh, especially with Dre Wright. Dre Wright's injured, and mm. Matty Kennedy's now a forward, apparently. Uh, and he has... I think he has looked better as a forward than he did as a winger, so I could, I could see why they moved him. So... <laughs> absolute bog standard top flight winger Stephen Lawless <laughs> I've just said he's, he's better, better as a wing back but if anybody's going to make him a better uh, player in the wing areas it's going to be Tommy Wright so yeah I'm not having that I just I just don't think he's a good good enough player for, for St Johnson the way you want him to be for St Johnson yeah, well, that's what St Johnson do though, don't the same players you're like really him and then he's good so that's where I've, using your logic that's why I've gone from uh, Michael Miller don't hate that he can play he can play wide yeah he can also play up front as well and I think he's starting to run out of patience with Chris Kane he's really not showing anything who would have thought it who would have thought that he did look good in in, uh, stages towards the end of last season you thought this is maybe the time where he's kicking on and he's done nothing this year he's not a good I don't want to say he's not a good striker he's not a good premiership striker yeah So another one I called like the third one ever (laughs) Put them on your mantelpiece. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't really say much else about St. Johnson. Who was your one again? Michael Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, Tommy Wright effect. That's, I think, he, there's a player there. Um, He just needs, he, he needs, he's, he's, basically he's not had a lot of football in him in terms yeah. of at a decent level. He's kind of fallen away for his bright start as well. Yeah. He's not really done anything the last couple of times I've seen And him. I would like to see him in a better team because, again, Hamlin are just shite. Even though I've tipped them to beat Motherwell at the weekend. <laughs> right, St Mirren. Again, bloody yes. hard. They're going to be in the championship next season anyway, so... Uh, I don't know... See, again, I don't know what... They've, the, 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 the thing about St Mirren, what I found hard, was pinpointing the one position. Yeah. Because they need improvement Everybody. in so, so many different positions. So I'm going to go for St Mirren, and I, I like earlier, like with the Tanzer one, uh, it kind of depends on what his current club think of him, because if his club want to keep him, actually maybe not actually, because they might get relegated. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say it, it's Jesse Curran, they need, they need a wide player, Jesse Curran's a wide player, he's not brilliant at Dundee, but he's okay, so you maybe leave, if Dundee go down and St Mirren stay up, you maybe leave to join St Mirren. <sighs> what else is there to say? <laughs> <laughs> it's an improvement on, on right back who, who, whoever um, who, it doesn't matter who it was he signed for if I supported that team and Jesse Curran signed like <laughs> next I've gone for basically re- just repeating what you said about um, your Hamilton one I've gone for Stefan Skugel yeah fair bit of quality playing mm, him, yeah. him and Hamill off for Jackson yeah don't mind that. You can again. You can play the them as a as a wide player coming in in the field. Jesse Curran providing the width on the right hand side. <laughs> we're actually building the better than the yeah. ones currently there. As much as we're laughing about it. Okay, is that us? Anybody else that you had down that you really wanted to mention? Do do do. Let's flick through my list. Um, add Gail Bigger and Mana for St Johnson. Nah, he's no. Um, he's not up and down enough. Like in terms of his game, it's not like uh, yeah. Like the St. Johnson centre midfielders are guys that really get up and down the park to support and to protect the defence. Biggies to side to side. 
good player. Yeah. I like him, but uh, I don't think yeah, that's a good, good, good point. You've been thinking of it because Ross Callan has fit in not too bad at St. Johnson. Yes, for his ability. Exactly, yeah. Which I think shows you exactly what type of player Brighton <laughs> yeah. identifies. And uh, somehow manages to make good. The only other one uh, I mentioned, uh, the only other one I've not mentioned is Thomas Cherney because obviously Gary Woods is going to get a bigger deal somewhere. Of course. Uh, yeah. Millions and millions of pounds. <laughs> Thomas Cherney will return in Hamill. Right, for okay. his third spell? Possibly his third spell. Um, it would be, yeah, it would be. That's the that's bad. Right, that'll do us. Yeah. Okay, if you'd like to hear more, we're now going to do our team of the season and our worst signings top five. So make sure to head over to the Patreon for that. That's patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so via the usual channels, Twitter, Facebook, and the email address is... Uh, terracepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Joe, say goodbye. Goodbye, and have a happy new year. Yes, have a happy new year. From us. I really want to say, I hope it's fucking measurable. I'm not going <laughs> to. You just have. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.